Thank you so much for tuning in to the Phenomena NDE, Near-Death Experience. And I'm your host for today, the Kathy Lee Parker. And today with me, I have Alexis Page. She's going to be telling her story about her son, who appeared to her as a full-grown adult in her near-death experience. How are you today? Hi, Kathy. I'm awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm excited for you, too. I think this is going to be, it's quite interesting, your experience. And uh, I'm going to let you take the wheel and you start telling us your amazing experience that you had and what well first of all what got you there and uh how it started okay awesome so let's just jump right in uh i gotta just be a hundred percent honest with you all first because i just want to be an honest person and say that it was partially my fault that i got into the situation um i have been on a medication for a while and uh, my dose increased and I wasn't taking into consideration, um, you know, any other substances or whatnot. I was going through a really hard time. And so um, what got me there is pretty much a toxic level overdose of a combination of a really strong antidepressant and uh, alcoholic drink and also an edible. And I was living in Washington State. And so at the time, you know, it was pretty much um, prescribed to me, but still just the mixing of the three really did a number on me. Mm -hmm. um, I came back from Puerto Rico and before then I was there for almost a year and I did not literally, you know, have any type of medication, antidepressant, anything like that, didn't do anything um, to do with THC or anything. So that time my tolerance had completely dropped to the bottom. So coming back home and going through what I was going through at the time is pretty much what put me in a situation to be basically I poisoned myself and I didn't realize it until it was too late. Mm -hmm. So when I realized like, okay, something is definitely not right with the situation, I wanted to go downstairs and take a nap. And I noticed myself just like, there's no other way to describe it, but I was fighting to stay inside of my body. It felt like I was like really like holding on to my physical body. And I told my, um, my sister that I was going to, you know, go downstairs and lay downstairs, but it went from that moment to almost like panic because I was losing grip. I was losing grip of, you know, this, being in this body. So as soon as I started to relax on the couch, it was like three, two, one out. Mm -hmm. And I was completely out of my body. And I said, Oh my goodness, what have I done? <laughs> so I went into panic mode immediately because I'm thinking I, I, I'm experienced being outside of my body before. So I knew that's what it was, but I just didn't know if this was like permanent or not, you know? Okay. So I was panicking about my son, of course, who was a really, um, you know, he was just a little boy at the time. He was only six years old. And I was just wondering, like, what if I'm really all the way dead and I can't get back to my boy, you know? Okay. And it was just the most terrifying thought. So with, the, with saying that, um, 
because that's an important part of the story, was saying that I was completely focused on what's going to happen to my son. And so I looked up and just to see where I was at, and I was what I can only describe it as, as the multiverse. I call it the multiverse because I just saw just never-ending spheres from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. And it's like I was in a suspended state. Um, I don't remember having a body, but then again, I didn't look for one. Like I didn't look down or, you know, I didn't try to see if I had form or not mm-hmm. because I really was just kind of checking out my surroundings. Okay. So I looked around. And I saw spheres from the left all the way to the right. And I felt 100% like a lie. Like I knew this was me out of my body. It wasn't a dream or anything like that. And then I and then I thought to myself, okay, wow, I am dead. I did it. I really did it this time. You really messed up, girl. And so I started saying to myself, like, what is going to happen to my son? Where is he going to go? Is he going to be okay? Is he going to think, you know, I left him on purpose? And my worry got so heavy to the point where I saw this light coming up to me and when it got closer I'm looking really closely at this being and it's my son so this is the craziest thing because it's a full-grown adult version of my son mm-hmm. and he was at least six three six four might have even been six five but this was totally my son and I knew that it was my son so when he when I'm thinking all these thoughts about worrying and, you know, who's going to take care of him, it's like I feel like I summoned him to myself. So when he came to me, he was looking at me like, what? Like, you know, almost like I call him from his bedroom. If I were to yell and say, hey, come here real quick, you know, mm-hmm. like he'd open the door and say, yeah, mom, that's kind of exactly what he did in this in this realm. Mm-hmm. So he came to me, but he looked at me like in a weird way, kind of like, like, why are you calling me like Yaima? Why are you calling me your son? And I just felt so like out of place because I'm looking at this person I've never met yet. Yet I'm worried about him. I know him. I love him, but I've never met this version of my son before. Mm-hmm. So he's in front of me, like, calm down. What's wrong? Look at me. I'm fine. He put his arms out like, to say what what's the problem like you see me right you see me right here and so my mouth just like dropped like Yaima and you know I'm saying his name and he's like mom but I feel like when he replied to me it's like he was being um courteous like he didn't he didn't need or have to call me mom it's like he was pretty much saying like okay I'll call you mom but you know you know that we're not really mother and son. I mean, it's, he didn't say that, but it's just the way he said mom was like, like, why are you still playing this role in this place? Mm-hmm. And it was just really weird because I feel like he was a complete, like, being. I feel like he was the enlightened, like, the full version of himself. How I know that, I cannot answer. But he was more of a, he was more of a complete light being than I was mm-hmm. so I don't know if it was my ego that I still had on from the earth or if it was the fact that this uh version of my son had you know been through whatever courses and classes you have to take to get that enlightened but he was like definitely on a higher level of understanding and I and I understood that from talking to him mm-hmm. 
And so we went back and forth just like a couple of times, you know, me calling him, yeah, I mean, him calling mom. And, you know, we did that about three or four times. And then he finally goes, look, I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine. What's the matter with you? And I'm, and I said, um, um, what are you doing here? Because, you know, my mind is still connected to the earth completely. Uh And I know this boy isn't this big. So I said, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing here? (laughs) It was just the strangest exchange. I mean, I laugh now, but when I tell you it was like twilight zone times 10, because he's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you doing? And so finally he's like, no, it's okay, mom. I'm okay. See? And so finally I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, like a little, I just felt like a little kindergartner. That's the only thing I can say at that, like a kindergartner bothering a professor. (laughs) And that's how I felt talking to him, which was crazy because this is my little, you know, boy I'm worried about. He's like, you don't need to worry about me. You need to be worrying about, you know, why are you here right now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so cool. Did you recognize what, what was he wearing? You know, I, I, I can't remember exactly what he was wearing, but I feel like he had on like a, not a business suit, but some type of uniform of some sort. I don't know what kind of uniform, but it was like a, it was like a form fitting, like his, I could see his complete shape. So he was like form fitting. He was tall. He had, um, you know, his curly hair. He Uh just was very, very square shoulders. Like he was broad, you know, like he was athletic. What about military? Does it look like military uniform? I no, I don't. I don't think it was military. I just feel like it was some kind of like suit of some sort. Maybe it was made out of light. Uh-huh. It just looked like it was some kind of material. Like I couldn't, I couldn't really compare to anything I've seen here. But it definitely was uh, some kind of garment. Mm-hmm. And his was his voice deep and all that stuff too, or changed? Yeah, his his voice was a lot deeper. Um, his stature was like more just I want to say you you mentioned military it, he didn't look like he was wearing a military uniform mm-hmm. but his demeanor was very Strong. like yeah soldierish if that makes any sense like you know like his posture and everything mm-hmm. and um, you know you, you mentioned that you had outer body experience OBE which is outer body experience that doesn't mean doesn't mean that you died but you had the outer body experience and uh, can you relate anything different about that compared to what you experienced yeah totally because I never completely left this whole atmosphere you know in an outer body experience like right. in that and the outer body experiences I've had before mm-hmm. um, like I usually know where I'm at or at least have an idea of the vicinity so like there's one that i had in my house i knew i was like you know floating above the dinner table there was one where i was in another relative's house and it's like i just kind of drifted off i find that when i get really really emotionally overwhelmed sometimes that can happen mm-hmm. and i'm just like i don't know maybe i can't take the just need a little tiny vacation from being in body i don't know but it's like i just drift off but I'm close by and then I have lucid dreams and I know that I'm lucid dreaming Mm -hmm. this was more real than all of them like I was out I was completely out because I also remember coming back Mm -hmm. do you remember the surrounding 
when you're with your son, did it felt very, you know, calm, love, warmth? Yes, it felt so comfortable. Um, it was not made of light. I can say that, but it was not evil either. It was like a warm velvet feeling. Really? I've heard that word before too, velvet, because some people mention that too. With their outer body experience, it felt velvet. So describe that. I always wanted to know what that meant, velvet. It's, it's almost like the atmosphere itself is like hugging you. Oh. And it's very like alive but not in the sense of like like a single personality it's like alive in a sense like it's it's doing what it's supposed to do mm-hmm. so it's just like very kind of liquidy but not not wet just like mm-hmm. fluid interesting so you like you're moving through it and you feel it all around you it's nothing like um just the air we have here Interesting. Wow. That is pretty cool. And um, um, did you ever mention this to any family members or anything like that? Or Oh, yeah. I mentioned it to, like, everyone who would listen at first. But then finally I just said, okay, they don't, they're not going to believe me because, you know, or else they're just not going to understand. A um, couple of my family members, they, they believe me, but they still just can't understand. Because of, you know, sometimes it's religious background. Sometimes will keep you from having an open mind, which not all religious backgrounds, but some of them are like strictly that, that, you know, that that was evil if that happened and or that's not good. If, you know, if you're out of your body, then that means you're going heaven or hell. And and there's just there's more experiences than that. And, you know, when things aren't final, who's to say what those in-between realms are? Right. And this was definitely an in-between realm. And I feel like um, that experience happened to me for a reason. I feel like me being able to see my son as an adult kind of helped me let go of some of the fear. Because I did have a lot of fear um, just as a mother mm-hmm. to the point where sometimes it would be, sometimes it would be, I, I feel like it would be constricting or paralyzing. Like, even going, taking him to the park when we were little, like, I would stand, like, right by every single, like, I I, would, I wouldn't even want to sit on the bench. And I realized I had some kind of fear where it came from. I don't know. But I've always had this, you know, thinking the worst. Mm-hmm. The worst can happen at any time. You know, so it's like I was just, like, not even letting him breathe, not letting him really run around and meet friends or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that had something to do with, you know, why I was able to see him like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be okay. And, and it's be able to see him. He's going to grow up like a being nice young man. So you don't have to worry about that. But, you know, I mean, still, you'll always worry. You're always going to worry because you're a mother. But to, yeah. to be able to see, knowing that he's going to be turned into a nice young, young man and, and probably gonna it sounds like he's gonna be a leader or something in, in whatever he's gonna be doing. So, but um, hold the thought because we're gonna go into a commercial break. Okay, hold. Alrighty. On. Okay. 
Hi, my name is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. I've Hi, my name is Drusilla. I am Hi, my name is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. I've created a unique system to organize your campaign kitchen. The system also works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also in my closet, I have unique furniture, art, and decor. You can find us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435-224-9266. Hey, this is Brian with Better Accounting. Do you know how much money you will owe in taxes? Do you just blindly save money here and there and hope it is enough to cover your tax bill? There is a better way. Wouldn't it be nice if you could go into the tax season knowing exactly what your tax bill will be? Or better yet, wouldn't it be nice to make smaller payments throughout the year so you are not scrambling to pay your taxes? Better Accounting is the proactive solution to business taxes and accounting. Our team believes in regular communication with our clients. We meet with our clients multiple times throughout the year. Effective tax planning does not just happen during the tax season. If you are looking for a hands-on partner in your business, give Better Accounting a call. Call our office at 385-257-8866 or check out our website at betteraccounting.com. We work in all 50 states. Again, give us a call at 385-257-8866. We look forward to working with you. I'm sitting here with Alexis Page. How are you today, Alexis? So we're back again with uh, yes. this, your extraordinary experience. And, um, you know, being with today... You know, did you sit down and talk to your son about this or? I did. It was a little bit after, um, a couple of years after. I didn't tell him exactly about this experience. He was too young. But I told him that um, I know for a fact that we are all God's children's first. And, you know, it was a discussion about um, a discipline issue I had. And I told him that, you know, ultimately, we all are here on our own journeys mm -hmm. and we have to make important decisions and no bad, no matter how bad I want to do everything for you and make sure everything is perfect and all that, your choices are going to affect your life and, you know, you have your own road and your own calling. Mm -hmm. And it was really, you know, just important for me to let him know that, you know, I don't own you because I had you. Mm -hmm. Is he your only child? Yes. Oh, and uh, you know, you under you have had many experience on the outer body, right? And um, and then, but then coming back to um, experience this with your son was probably like matrix in some form away. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. It was it was very much so like that. Is it still like fresh on your mind, like a blueprint? Yeah, it's, it's almost like it just happened yesterday. I mean, I can like really mentally go back there at any any point and see it clearly. Mm -hmm. And how long ago did you have this experience? 
this would be about eight years ago now, because, yeah, he'll be 14 in March. Um, we're both born on the 29th, so he's March 29th. I'm April 29th. Oh. And, uh, okay. yeah, this will be about eight years. So. Okay. And um, so what did he say when you told him your story? Well, he, of course, was asking kind of kiddie questions at first, like, really i was big because you know he was only he was only eight or nine when i first told him about it so he's like was i big could i fly was i you know he's just like asking like little superhero questions mm. and i'm thinking like oh great now he thinks he's gonna be superman Aww. because i'm like <laughs> i'm like we weren't standing on anything he's like oh so i was flying and i realized how um you know how much he still had to grow and learn because of course he's not going to be able to comprehend just being in a void or me being just out of body. He didn't, he didn't understand, but he started to grasp it years after that, you know, of course, finally realizing that, you know, people die when, when you go to your first little funerals and stuff like that, you start to expand your mind. Mm -hmm. So that made him think more like, mm -hmm. Well, I'm, maybe I'm more than this body, or maybe I'm, you know, something else. Mm -hmm. When you or when you had this experience after you came back to, into your body, did you um, get taken to the hospital, anything like that? Yes, I did go to the hospital, and um, they gave me fluids, and pretty much because they didn't know what all was really mixed together they were just saying that the best thing to do is just to watch and you know keep the fluids coming and monitor me to see if my heart rate or what you know whatever's causing me to go in and out like that because I still had a hard time like even when I came back it felt like I was clinging again mm -hmm. and but I know it was spiritual and you felt like you're being pulled out of the body again did you say i felt like I, I could leave at any time like i could just go right back wow um maybe you have a because you had many outer body experiences uh maybe you have a way that you know how to get out of your body where most of us are just stuck <laughs> well that that that's what i concluded because i did a little bit of research after that uh -huh. And I found out that, um, you know, the silver cord that attaches your spirit to your body, uh, for some uh, for some people, it's just a little longer. It's a little looser for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And so it's not hard for um, those people with what I call loose tethers. Usually they have a lot of lucid dreams. They have a lot of OBEs. Mm -hmm. And anything that can, you know, just tip over the scale a little bit you can potentially kind of just go on a little trip. <laughs> so that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And have you ever told your, your parents, your mother and father? Well, I remember telling my parents about other experiences. Um, she, my mother found out about the, you know, what I call my big one, the one I just mm -hmm. uh, spoke about. I told her about that one maybe like four or five months after. You know, my sister didn't immediately tell anyone. Because she just wanted me to be able to do that for myself. But before that, I had had many OBEs. And like the one I briefly mentioned before, when my family was eating dinner. 
when I went down and saw all of them, well, I floated down and saw everyone already at the table. I ran downstairs and was trying to explain to my parents that I had just saw everyone. But of course, you know, I'm just rambling and babbling. I was about 12 years old at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, what happened was I was caught in between being um, sleep and awoken. So she sent someone to wake me up to come down to dinner. Uh-huh. And I guess he didn't do a good job of waking me up. So I shifted, I shifted into this in-between zone. Mm-hmm. which usually is like a lucid dream. But from my experience, it's pretty easy to roll from a lucid dream into an OBE. Mm-hmm. It happens like, it's like a, I, I think it's just like the next page over. When you're lucid dreaming, you can literally just go from that to an OBE. Mm-hmm. So I um, floated down and I saw everyone seating, um, seated and talking and seated in their positions and just exactly where they were when I uh, really did wake up mm-hmm. and I ran downstairs because I thought I was having a dream and I thought that I was just lucid. Mm-hmm. So I said out loud, well, this is kind of a stupid dream. Why am I watching them just eat dinner? Yeah. And right when I said that, um, a voice on my right side, right side said, you're not asleep, you're out of your body. Wow. And it's just like, as soon as they, as soon as that was said to me, it's just like, you know, like that, that, oh my gosh. And it zipped me right back into my body. And then I I immediately sat up. And when I sat up, I was just like frozen for like 30 seconds. And then immediately I'm just like, well, let me go check to see if this was, you know, real. So I ran downstairs and that's exactly where everyone was at. (laughs) Give me a chill right by your back. But... uh... That is, that's amazing. And uh, and you had other outer body experiences too. Is that cool? Oh, I've had too many to, I mean, I've outlined them actually, because I'm thinking about, you know, just really hammering out this book, but it's, it's too many to even aim. Like we would be on this show for hours. I've had about, um, I mean, I have an outer body experience a couple of times a year, honestly, mm-hmm. a couple of times a year, but it's, it's more of a, um, like I said, a deep, deep, deep sleep type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes from lucid dreaming to out of body. There's been a couple of times where I I feel like I've been like escorted, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like escorted by um, a being mm-hmm. into like an, another realm where I'm like learning something. Unbelievable. That's so cool. And have you written any of this down? I kept the journal. Oh yeah, I have about like three uh workbooks that well you know like the the school workbooks the blank ones notebooks so i have like all kinds of dreams in there i have some in my phone i have some lucid dreams some obes i've had a couple of uh, negative ones also and so you know i just i just when you had the um outer body experience have you seen any relatives that come to you Yes, I've seen my grandmother a couple of times, um, who I did not get to see when she was in the hospital. Uh At the time, I was working on a cruise ship, actually, and I kept coming home every time they said, oh, she's not going to make it, she's not going to make it. So I would fly home, you know, leave work early, sometimes rattle things up, because, you know, every crew member is important. And so for me to keep leaving, it was becoming a problem. So I said, 
to myself, you know, unless it's really, really the time, I'm not going to fly back early anymore. And of course, the first time I didn't fly back is when she actually passed. And so it was really hard on me. And I kind of like kept that, that guilt a little bit with me because I was the closest to my grandmother. I know probably a lot of grandchildren think that, but everyone in my family knew that it was true. Uh So (laughs) I was the very closest to my grandmother and it just, it really hurt me that I didn't like push through and make myself fly back home. And I feel like that experience when I saw her, Uh it kind of, it brought me peace. But I saw her in a, um, was she younger? I, I, I only think it's so weird. Cause like, I don't know what else to call it. I gotta just say it's like a, like a heavenly cafeteria <laughs> and it must be one of my favorite places because I've been there like five times. Really? But that makes sense because I do like to try new foods, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a heavenly cafeteria and it's like, you can go and, you know, uh-huh. pick out food it's like the, a cafeteria of a big college wow how cool and you said that you had um when you had your out of body experience you had felt like there were people with you guiding you yeah a couple of them i felt like i was being um guided out you know like like a like an invite like uh-huh. okay you, it's it's your turn to come here like we gotta we gotta go over some things and it's like so natural to me is I always kick myself when I wake up or when I get up because I'm saying, oh, my gosh, I could have I should have asked this. I should have asked that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they can kind of block it from your mind just to help you focus. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I've known, you know, I know these guides. I know these angels, whatever you want to call them. But I'm, I've known them for longer than I've known people on Earth. And I mean, they're like family, like family on the, on the deepest level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they probably are your family members. Sounds like they're your family members who died before you and probably being your guide, you know, come and get you and teach you some things that you maybe you need to know or, or comfort. That's, that's just what I'm getting. Um, maybe a little bit of comfort there, but, uh, you know, back to your son you know, he was full grown. I bet you probably freaked, freaked out when he saw him. I did. I was so like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, it's, I had so many emotions going on. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm proud of this person that I haven't even raised yet. That I'm also afraid of like, why are you over here? Cause you know, at this point I'm questioning if I'm alive and if I'm like, if you're over here too, what happened to you? You know? So it's like all these different questions. And then why are you this old? And, you know, like, how long have I been dead? So it's just like a million questions. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't place. And then it started to sink into me that um, I was in a a timeless realm. So the the realm I was in did not have time. Uh And many people think eternity is forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. That's not eternity. Eternity is actually the absolute removal of time. Mm-hmm. So no past or future, in which which we can't um, we can't comprehend that as a human mind. And that's one of the first things I was saying when I saw all of those uh, all of those different spheres and you know going from left to right. I kept saying, 
a human mind can't conceive this. A human mind can't conceive this. I said it like I was going to like break like a robot. <laughs> you want to remember, you're trying to remember the experience. I think that's probably what it was. Like, I got to remember this. You know? it, it, yeah, it, it just blew me away because I'm thinking like, wow, there really is no time. And uh, um, I'm very honored that you came on my show. You have a lot to say. And especially the OB, the OBEs, you, I mean, it sounds like you have many experiences with that as well. And uh, um, do you have anything you want to share with the OBE? Um, well, you know, one I will say, because okay. I, like I said, I've had so many, and I and I do have them written down. I'm I'm gonna hopefully you know have a book done by next year. But one thing I will say is this: you have to. Uh, trust your spirit for, for anyone that's doubting an experience for a long time I went through a lot of uh, mental anguish and things like that growing up Partial, partly some of my depression probably came from that having all these supernatural experiences and being uh, told that you know they didn't happen they weren't valid or they were evil or something like that and it just threw me into a, a tailspin of searching and and for a long time i doubted myself and it and after a while i think i suppressed any type of spiritual experiences because it's just like i just denied them and blocked them out when i finally started trusting myself again that's when i started having experiences again mm -hmm. so if you are uh, listening and you have an experience that you know is just more real than your waking life trust it Trust yourself. And if you want clarity, you know, pray for clarity, but don't doubt it because of any set of rules or, you know, dogma or anything like that. You need to trust yourself because God is inside of you and God can clarify what happened to you. Mm -hmm. Also, too, was, do you feel like any of this was hereditary? Like, did your mother or grandmother have any experiences? Because, you know, DNA. Yeah, well, spiritual. Um, Mm -hmm. All the women in my family very, very spiritual. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we will dream something like the day before it happens, and it'll happen to the T. Really? Oh my God. So it's it's very much in my DNA. Because mm -hmm. I heard stories where, you know, even men too, you know, where things are DNA. The DNA follows even talent. You know, you can be very musical. You know, grandfather can be very musical, but then your child gets it. You know what I mean? And you go, where did he pick that up? But it could be from DNA. And I believe the same thing with spiritual. I do. I feel that. Yeah, it's me too. It's spiritual, you know, given from. Because you have a lot. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if she got from her mother or her grandmother or her father or somebody has that DNA. Um, what about any of the men in your family? Do they have any spiritual experiences or is it just all women? Uh, no, I've had, because um, I know a couple of my brothers have had some really spiritual, um, like a couple of OBEs and, they, you know, awakening, things like that. So I know that the men, maybe they just don't talk about it as much. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if they, um, you know, just kind of deal with it inside. The women in my family are really open about speaking about these things because of our you know the that generation my grandma's generation mm -hmm. they were very openly spiritual mm -hmm. wow. so um well, they, like they're 
Well, women like to talk. You know that. Women love to talk. Yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> and they talk about all kinds of experiences. Well, so, you know, um, I'm very honored that you came on my show, but I would like to do another one with you and maybe bring some of your family members on and talk about the OBE, the outer yeah. body. Yeah. You know, near-death experience is, is amazing, too. And so is OBE. I think it's like a comfort, like a blanket of comfort. And um, and talk about some of the experiences they had or warnings. Because I think sometimes the OBE or warnings that's going to happen in your life or something in the future to be careful with. Have you ever had any of those experiences? Like, um, Yeah, I have. And sometimes I uh, ignore it and got the consequences. <laughs> and sometimes uh, I took heed. So I know for a fact you can't get warnings um, through these experiences. And I know um, one time I was told about an issue that was going to happen in a car. And I mean, it, it happened to the down to the team where it could have been avoided if I would have just listened and just, you know, not went on that trip. Mm-hmm. And so those kind of things happen like all the time. It's It's stronger than a gut feeling. It's kind of like a, just like a, a warning. someone walking right to your side. Like that's how strong it is. Like saying, don't do it. That's how, that's how clear you can hear. This is extraordinary. So do you ever talk to your son today a little bit about it? Or are you just, well, cause he's what, 14, he's a teenager. He probably like, yeah, what, right mom. But, um, <laughs> cause teenagers well, are hard to get through sometimes. Well, honestly, he's um he's very open and he's still spiritual himself. So he'll have um like lucid dreams sometimes, mm-hmm. and he'll come in and tell me like, I had the same dream again, mom. I'm like, okay, well, tell me about it, and he'll explain that um like it's helping him build up courage. I believe mm-hmm. that the the dreams he's been having lately is helps him build up some type of a courage because he's explaining these same scenes. But he'll say like, oh, this time I did this. And this time I did this. This time I wasn't even scared and I did this. And so it's like he's going through like these same like dreamscapes. Uh-huh. And he'll go through them until like he passes. And then he's like in another one. Uh-huh. So I know for a fact he's definitely having some, you know, spiritual experiences. Because otherwise he wouldn't be so excited to like, it's like he passed the test. Like, what I did you... this, and I wasn't even scared at all. I'm like, what okay. Would... Alexis, what would you say to my listeners or listeners that are listening in or future listeners? What would you say about the experience that you had with your son and the OBE as well? I would say that it was an enlightening experience that um, I had because partially, you know, the way that I was thinking the way that I was living my life and also the way that, you know, I had so much fear mm-hmm. that helped me to release it. And then it also helped me to get a grip on my role as a mother and that, you know, you have to be a mother, but you also have to remember that we're all spirits and we're all, you know, God's children first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And you're not afraid to die. Oh, no, not at all. Mm-mm. Okay. And uh, uh, this is wonderful. I I do want you to come back again, please. And I, I'm honored that you 
um, told your story on my show about your son and the experience that you had seeing him as a full grown man. It's like, yes, (laughs) it was something. And I'm sure others might have had the same experience, but thinking now it's, this doesn't happen that, you know, he's right here, you know? So, but anyway, um, thank you for sharing that. And I want you to come back probably a little later. And I want you to talk about the outer body experience and get some of your family members. Yeah, I would love that. And I'm pretty sure the, you know, the ones who are open. Yeah. Yeah. They would love that too. Yeah. The ones that are open to share the OBE because, you know, I think that's happening just as much as the near-death experiences. You know, probably even more. I just think people just doubt it because, you know, if they weren't in the hospital or they didn't flatline, okay. they doubt the experience. But mm-hmm. I believe it happens, you know, equally or even more. I think it probably happened more when you had your near-death experience and you get more OBE. You know? Right, because now you've kind of been on the other side. So yeah. Yeah, because some of the people I've talked to, I talked to them a little bit after the show, and they they tell me some stuff that about the OBE, they get more experiences after, you know, and then they don't know what to do with that. So yeah, yeah, let's let's have you back on and let's talk about that, you know, maybe next month in January, when it's snowing or wherever is that, <laughs> the month of January, we can talk about the OBE, you know. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. Thank you for having me, Kathy. I just really enjoyed telling this story. So I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, boy. It is the holiday time. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And um, this is going to be a great experience for those who are listening. And um, give them comfort and that they're not alone. This experience is that you're not alone. You're not the only one. You know? Yes. So, but anyway, well, thank you so much. And you have an amazing, amazing evening. Okay? Thank, thank you, Kathy. Thanks okay. Again. Take care. Thank you so I'll much for to. listening to the Phenomena and the Near Death.